Welcome to the True Vine Podcast. Wherever you are listening, we hope this inspires you, builds your faith, and brings perspective that God is moving in your life. Enjoy the message. This is Paul's writing, the Apostle Paul. He wrote over half the New Testament. And this is 1 Corinthians, and it means it's his first epistle or his first letter. And then there's 2 Corinthians, and that would be his second letter. You probably know all this, but let me just for clarity's sake. This is after the day of Pentecost. This is after the birth of the early church. It's written to people living in Corinth, to Christians, to believers. And so I pick up in verse chapter 12, excuse me, verse 18. But now hath God set the members, every one of them in the body as he, as he hath pleased him, as, as, excuse me, as it hath pleased him. And if they were all one member, where were the body? But now are they many members, yet one body. So I stand here on a Sunday morning in Southern California speaking to many members but one body. What I see from my vantage point this morning, I see the bride of Christ. A bride that would be pure and holy, adorned in white. Our culture in North America, America, if you go back long enough and old school, a bride adorned in all white was pure and holy. She kept herself for that day. And what I see this morning in the spirit is holiness and purity. a whiteness of a robe, a body. And I want God to be pleased with this, and I'm going to speak to you this morning, and then we'll administer communion. But let me pray for us. Heavenly Father, I pray, God, that what I see and sense in the Spirit that I could articulate and help us become that and stay that. In a world that waxes dark and cold and diabolical and ungodly and impure, I pray, God, somewhere in the midst that the, we are a remnant of the first church, the early church, the book of Acts church, and with all the options and distractions, God, that we will be wise and we will stay holy, for your return is nigh, you're all seeing eye and Arms are around the body protecting us. I pray, God, that we sit quietly and still and respect this time with you as you minister to the body. Give me wisdom. Give me words. Anoint me, Christ, that I would anoint your bride. In your name I pray this, and together could we just simply say amen. Amen. Amen, amen. God bless you for standing this morning. You may be seated. Communion is something that is done in churches. My understanding is some denominations, some churches 
do it quite often, maybe some not as often. But maybe just to be clear, the Bible doesn't really tell us how often to do communion. It just says as often as you do this. And in the spirit-filled churches, the Pentecostal churches, which I pastor, most pastors kind of move and are activated by the spirit as far as communion. Hey, this is a time that we need to bring communion to the church. As I kind of zoom out and open the aperture of what communion is, a couple of correlations that come to my mind. There's a treatment out there in the medical field that's called chelation. And chelation is similar to dialysis in that the blood is removed from the body, sent through a machine that cleanses the impurities such as toxic metals, lead, and mercury from the body, and then pumps it into the body again. After the blood has been purged of germs, disease, and bad cells, it is then able to work against the enemy cells that are at war with the system of the body. Chelation therapy is a treatment of heavy metal poisoning, iron, mercury, arsenic, and lead. Some people given chelation therapy for other conditions such as cardiovascular disease, autism, Alzheimer's. I thought about the blood, I thought about the body, the correlation, the parallels. I did a little research. Dialysis is the treatment for people whose kidneys are failing. When you have kidney failure, your kidney, kidneys don't filter the blood in the way that they should. should and as a result, it wastes the tox, the waste and toxins build up in your blood system. Dialysis does the work for your kidneys, removing waste products and excess fluid from the blood. Sister Gidget, I thought about, you know what? We're taking communion today. We live in a diabolical and dark world and we rub shoulders and we're in environments that are less than godly and pleasing to the Holy of Holies. We are in the world, but we're not of the world, but we're in the atmosphere of the world from work and conversation and social media and streaming content. Our blood can become toxic. Our spirit, our attitude, our perspective. The writer of Hebrews chapter 9 and verse 13 and 14 says, For if the blood of bulls and goats and of the ashes of a heifer sprinkled on the unclean, sanctified to the puring of the flesh, how much more shall the blood of Christ who through eternal spirit offered himself without spot to God, purge your conscience from dead works to serve the living God. I think of my relationship with God. And when the pure blood of the Savior is applied to my life, it cleanses me. It purifies me. So maybe in some different angle of Communion today, it's a chelation therapy, a dialysis, to where this week we have been hooked up to a fasting machine and a praying machine and a Bible reading machine that has been purging our spirit, our attitude. And we're coming now to, in a few moments, to bring in fresh blood. He says, drink, this is my blood. This is my body. 
And so if we're having a treatment this morning in the spirit, then we're going to purify and sanctify ourselves. We're going to be holy. And then it's my responsibility, it's your responsibility that we stay holy. We don't come back next Sunday for a blood transfusion. No, once we are sanctified and purified, then it's my responsibility with the power of the Holy Ghost that lives in me to stay sanctified and to stay pure. Hello, somebody. Slowing this down, I'm talking slow on purpose because I want us to understand the gravity of communion. 1 John 1 and 7 says, But if we walk in the light as he is in the light, we have fellowship one with another, and the blood of Jesus Christ, his son, cleanseth us from all sin. I grew up on songs like, What Can Wash Away My Sins? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. What can make me whole again? Nothing but the blood of Jesus. Oh, precious is the flow. That, watch this, that makes me white as snow. No other font I know. Nothing but the blood of Jesus. It's a blood transfusion. The bride of Christ is the body of Christ. You and I are the church, and I'm going to say it again, the church always wins. You and I are the body of Christ. He's coming back for a bride, a body of believers that have made themselves ready with purity and holiness. There are times... When there are members in the Bible, same family who are at odds with one another, Cain and Abel, Jacob and Esau, Joseph and his brothers, the prodigal son and the elder brother, all of these were brothers, yet in all of the stories of the Bible, these brothers were sibling rivals. Just as all parents, including myself, we want our children to get along. To coexist and to love one another and to enjoy one another's company. And I believe the Lord wants us to get along. We are brothers and sisters. It's common in a spirit-filled church that we would say, Brother French, Sister Abby, Brother Leroy, Sister Cecilia. We're identifying that we are family. And we have been brought together because of Calvary. I guess in some ways you could say we are blood relatives. Because the blood of Jesus cleanses all of us from our sins. Without the body of Christ, we are not brothers and sisters. We are just people. But I understand that in the body of Christ, there is diversity. There are a group of people that are united, that the blood of Calvary has brought us all together. 
I thought about diversity, thought about different representations in, in flowers and bouquets. What, what makes the bouquet beautiful is the different flowers, the different backgrounds of how they grew and their colors, the texture, what, what, what makes them marketable is because somebody, some florist somewhere, some farmer, some gardener, grew different types of plants and flowers and decided to pluck them and bring them together and put them in a vase. And we call it a bouquet of flowers. And sell them. The flower bouquet behind me would not be very marketable with just one flower albeit maybe the flower's beautiful. But it's when you take a variety of flowers and baby's breath and other items that you put together, it brings the bouquet value. And you may say, well, I don't feel like I contribute much here. You're part of God's bouquet. Put those together. And it's amazing. But maybe this here alone would grow in your backyard and the gardener would cut it down with a lawnmower because it looks like a weed. But you put it together and you strategically place it in the bouquet. And it becomes a beautiful, marketable item that people will put on their shelf, their table, or their counter. But what makes it so beautiful is the fragrance and the colors and the petals and the texture from different flowers and different origins and different seeds that came together and made a bouquet. And I'm preaching this morning to God's bouquet. When a bride will walk down the aisle often, she'll have a bouquet. That she'll carry. And we are a part of the bride of Christ. And so wherever you are on the journey, you're a part of God's beautiful bouquet. Like with any plant, any flower, it takes time to grow and to mature. But you can see here depicted there are larger flowers and smaller flowers. There's some greenery. But them by themselves aren't quite as marketable and desirable. When you take me away from the body of Christ, I'm not as good of a person and that great of a person outside the body. But put me with God's bouquet. Put you in the middle of the arrangement or on the peripheral, it matters not. I'm part of God's bouquet. And he came to seek and to save that which was lost. But we need to make sure that if I'm a part of the bouquet of Christ, I'll say the body of Christ, the bride of Christ, that I am ready for God's return. Henceforth, in part, 
The purpose of communion is self-reflecting. If you drill down, and I'm going to say in a modern term, if you get in the weeds on communion, you'll understand that Paul is saying, hey, search yourself. Make sure you're holy. You be pure. You look into the mirror of God's face. And if there's any ill spirits or feelings, you need to rid yourself of this. You see, if, if you ask me, Pastor, kind of just zoom down on communion and break it down and make it simple. Give me, can we just describe it in a couple words? Yeah, I can describe it in two words. Self-examination. That's it. Self-examination. So I'm self-examining myself so I can coexist and bring beauty to the bride of Christ. That I can be a part of the bouquet. That I'm pure and holy. And I'm not bringing any diseases into the bouquet from which I was plucked. I'm healthy. We are healthy. We need to stay healthy. And maybe if you have not been that healthy, I pray that the prayer and the Bible reading and the fasting brought some nutrients to you. What is it? We're getting ready to do a chelation therapy treatment. In the religious world, we would call it communion. The medical centers across our community, they would call it dialysis. But that's for the natural. That's for the body. I'm a spiritual doctor this morning. I'm a spiritual EMS to bring a treatment to help purify you and to bring life back to you and to bring energy back to you and to bring excitement back to you that the impurities of this world and and my ambition of this world doesn't drown out the purity of the body of Christ of which I'm a part of. 1 Corinthians, again, Paul writes, verse chapter 12, But now hath God set the members, every one of them, in the body as it hath pleased him. You know what that tells me? That God set you here because it pleased him. Say, well, I'm not happy. Well, God's happy. So I'm going to say, what gives? God's happy. He has set you here. And if I'm not happy, then I better figure out why I'm not happy because it's not the body's fault. It's not the bouquet's fault. It's not the floor's fault. It's not the farmer's fault. It's not God's fault. It's me. And that's what communion does. It helps refocus on me. Am I bringing glory to the body of Christ? Am I bringing glory to the bouquet? Am I beaming? Am I, am I radiant? Are my colors shining? To which this bouquet becomes beautifully marketed because of the different colors and the different shapes and the different textures. This here, our gardener comes on Thursday and every Wednesday night, I think we got a bunch of this in my yard. Weeds. 
But God's saying, no, 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 I can use that. You may think you don't have nothing to contribute. You may think you're not raised right. You may think you were brought up in this environment. But when you become a part of the bouquet and the body of Christ, he made all things beautiful. What's the song? All things beautiful, something beautiful, something good. All my confusion, he understood. All I had to offer him was brokenness and strife. He made something beautiful. Come on, somebody, out of my life. Woo! In my next life, I'm going to sing. I'm going to sing it down. Some sing and some preach, but I, I can't do both. Mm, but someday. He made something beautiful from my strife, made something beautiful out of my life. That's you, folks. And when he has filled you with his spirit, it's called the Holy Spirit or the Holy Ghost, then I become a beautiful flower in the bouquet of Christ. The body of Christ, you and I, we're called to do more than just coexist. We're called to unite. The diversity, the quality of fellowship can only be found in the body of Christ. There is no other community or fellowship like the body of Christ. The experience. So I want you to think about yourself for a moment. In a moment, I'll give you instructions and we'll have passing out communion. But David said this in Psalms 139, Search me, O God, and know my heart. Try me and know my thoughts. And I love verse 24 because it just drills down deep. And see if there be any wicked way in me. Communion, self-examination. David's saying, if there's any wicked way in me and lead me in the way of everlasting. What I want us to do, and maybe the media can help me, I want to find me a five-minute timer. Media, maybe help me get me some little prayer music. And what I want us to do is to just take time. You see, the thing about communion is not just something on my punch list that we schedule on the calendar. It's strategically placed to help purify us. You see, communion this morning is not a line item on the to-do list. It's my message. It's, it's the heartbeat of God. That God, I'm pure and I'm holy. And as David said in Psalms 139, if there be any wickedness in me, I don't see it, I don't think it, but I'm not God. God, what do you see? Unforgiveness, bitterness, anger, hurt. Is there anything, God, that would defile this temple of the Holy Ghost? I'm asking you, God. You see, it's a prayer. 
It's a self-examination. And I'm going to come back in a moment, but if you'll give us a five-minute timer, give me some prayer music. I just want you to think and talk to God. Just kind of, God, if there be any wicked in me. Now, here's my prayer. You know what? I don't think there is. I say there's not, but I'm not God. God, what do you see? What do you think? If it is in there, I will fix it. I will rid myself. I will purge myself. I will come clean. Or maybe you do know something. You say, God, I got to get past this. I, 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 I never really conquered this, God. And if I'm going to be pure and holy, I don't think your bride would be holding on to this. And I need help, God. I'm struggling. So because there's different backgrounds here. We were raised different. There's been different things that we've engaged in and things that have happened to us. So you could be carrying something that you need. God, I need you to, I just can't do this like this anymore. I, I, I struggle in this area and I'm coming clean, God, because I'm going to take a blood transfusion in a little bit and I want your blood inside of me. I want to be pure and I don't want to struggle with this. All I'm just going to say, give me a, a five minute timer here. Give me some soft prayer music. I just want you to thank and talk to God. And I'm going to come back in a moment. And then we're going to get, do communion. And any impurities, any toxins, any metal, anything, it's going to go out. And when you drive home today, you will be pure. But before we can assure that, you've got to talk to God. So let's do that here. Thank you on the timer. Jesus. Jesus. The altars are open if you want. If you feel comfortable standing, let's just give God five minutes before we administer the communion. Just find your spot with God and then I'm going to be quiet. Hear my heart. 
gotta be where you are. I wanna be where you are. Gotta be where you are. Come on, raise it before I'm say. Wanna be where you are. Gotta be. Gotta be where you are. I wanna be where. Praise God. Praise God. Hallelujah. Those of you that are praying up here, if you want to take communion at the altar, you're welcome to. If you feel it's a little holy or holies, you can take communion in your seat, wherever you feel. If you want to take communion at the altar when I administer it, you're welcome to come up. But at this time, the pastoral staff, the ministry will help pass out. They'll hand you a, a cup and a wafer if you'll just hold that and we'll give you instructions. Praise God. Amen. Brother Henry or somebody, maybe you have some soft music you could play for me during our... Somebody, okay, thank you. Hallelujah. My spirit feels good. My spirit feels right for this church. Feel we've done well. I'm convinced God is pleased with us. I am convinced. I have no reservation in my spirit as we present the church, the bride. We ready ourselves. Praise God. Praise God. Again, I was just praying this morning. I've never done this. I just felt like the Spirit said, if you want to receive communion at the altar, you're welcome to. Not mandatory, not biblical. But in your spirit, if you feel you're closer to God, you're welcome to join me up here. In a moment, we'll stand when everybody's been served.
Is there anybody that has not been served yet? Okay. If you're able to stand with me this morning, could you do so? Taking our text from 1 Corinthians chapter 11. Paul writes again to the church, verse 23. For I have received of the Lord that which also I delivered unto you. That the Lord Jesus, the same night in which he was betrayed, took bread. And when he had given thanks, he brake it and said, Take, eat, this is my body which is broken for you. This do in remembrance of me. After the same manner also he took the cup. When he had supped, saying, This cup is the New Testament in my blood. This do ye, as oft as you drink it, in remembrance of me. For as oft as you eat this bread and drink this cup, ye do show the Lord's death till he comes. Let's lift up our hands and our voices. Holy Spirit, receive us. Receive our obedience. Receive our submission. Lord, as we walk in the spirit and not the flesh, as we unite together as a beautiful bouquet, a bride, the body of Christ, that you would honor and bless us, God. We receive the bread. We receive the cup. We live this. We guard this. We protect this. We insulate this. We do this in the spirit, God. Your church, your body, your bride, we ready ourselves, God. We are ready and we will be ready for the return of Christ. We lift up holy hands. Our hearts are pure. Our spirits are honorable according to your word, God. And today we do these things. We have fasted. We have prayed. We have read your word. And today, God, we receive the bread, your body. Today, God, we receive the cup, your blood. And we remember you as oft as we do it. Thank you, Jesus. Thank you for listening. Special thanks to those who give generously to this ministry. It is because of you that this ministry is possible. You can visit our website or church app if you would like to give. And if you enjoyed this podcast, you can subscribe, like and share it with your friends, and tag us on social media. Because we want to witness with you what God is doing in your life. Thank you, and God bless.